0: Welcome to this week's episode of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Katherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co founder of the She Angels Foundation. As you know, we are all about funding women. And today we have on an extraordinary guest. She is a literary financial coach who uh, helps women build wealth and find financial freedom. Who doesn't want to do that? Please welcome to the show, the
1: CEO of Fan Your Flame, Diana Grushek. Hi Thank Diana, you. how are you? Thanks so much for having me, Catherine. I'm so excited to be here, I'm great.
0: Well, I am so happy that our paths have crossed because I know you and I are all about how do we help women find that financial freedom? Uh, how do they find the right investment choices? Uh, we're all about women investing in women, right? Yes, all of the above. And I know I you're really good to. about that. <laughs> you you are an investor yourself, um, and as a controller of a venture capital fund, and now helping women with your expertise to you know find financial freedom. I think uh, it's a very exciting space to be in in helping women create women of all ethnicities, and ages create generational wealth, right?
1: Definitely. I feel like I'm on all sides of this picture of being an investor, being an entrepreneur, founder of a company, and working at a fund manager. That's right. That's right. So
0: what a a breadth of experience that you bring to the table for someone wanting to work with a financial coach. I think a lot of women don't know where to start and nothing like someone taking you by the hand and helping you to get started so that you're, you're building your wealth and creating that financial freedom for whatever it is you want to do. Maybe you want to retire, or maybe you want to do a, a second career, a third career, and maybe you want to become an investor and invest in other women, like you and I do, and like we talk about every day that women should be doing. Um, so you know, our listeners could either be the women that need to be the recipients of that investment funding, or they could be the women that could be investing in other women. So let's talk about that. What led you uh, to decide that you wanted to spend your life and your time with your expertise as a certified financial uh, uh, planner uh, in California? Uh you know, so what what is it that made you want to take that expertise and help women build
1: wealth? Great question. This gets me so excited. I feel like every superhero has an origin story. and my origin story starts almost like so many other people. Uh, when I was a child, I would hear my parents arguing about money. Mm. How many people have that in their past? When we begin to develop our relationship with money, it all begins with our parents and what we see modeled for us. It's handed down from generation to generation, and, and watching bouts with unemployment, firings, tight cash flow, uncoordinated spending, and arguing about money, it leads to this feeling around money of lack and scarcity, privacy, shame, guilt. All of these emotions are my origin story. I grew up with that. And all they ever did was instill in me, you need to go to college. You need to get a job, which led me into getting a role in a, a big four accounting firm as a CPA. So I'm a calified, uh, California certified um. CPA. Gosh, I'm blanking on it now. You said certified financial planner and not. And, and I knew. Yeah, I, I, I realized you <laughs> want to cert- be clear about qualifications. Yes. Yeah, cert- certified financial CPA. Yeah. Exactly. So the accounting, the the yes. um, certified professional accountant there. Um, And so I have that designation. And really, I spent it so long working in corporate and making money for other people when really I saw this whole demographic of marginalized folks, of women, of my LGBTQ brother and sisters and, and non-binary family, everyone has a money story and the wealth is so disproportionately distributed that in a capitalist society, Really, we all have these feelings of lack and scarcity around money, but there's so much money to go around. There's enough business for everyone. And what I want to bring to people as a financial literacy coach is that it's accessible to you. Wealth, as you mentioned, goals of retiring early, financial independence. I really want to bring it to the communities that need it the most, that don't have access to it.
0: And, uh, you know, in the financial funding world, and I talk about this every week, it is uh, women, people of color, uh, LGBTQ that are so underfunded, getting less than 2% of all the venture capital funding. I can see why a woman with an amazing idea and wanting to start a company gets a little bit discouraged thinking, where am I going to get the funding? But there are women out there that want to invest in other women. And so uh, that's something I know you're proud of, that you've invested in other entrepreneur women, women. Uh, who are starting out. And there are other angel investors out there. And so there's so many ways that women can get funding. It's why I just did a course called Six Ways to Fund Your Business, it's on my website. And it's because I realized that so many women don't understand how to access that funding, but there are so many ways that they can do that, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, depending on are they starting a business or are they scaling a business? But funding is essential to the
1: success of a business, is it not? I 100% agree. That is finance 101 from my college days. All, All good ideas get funded and funding breaks down into debt or equity. And you'd be surprised the limiting beliefs that women have around incurring debt, around taking on equity investors and any fears around loss of autonomy and independence in your business. Taking on investors can be daunting. And so I think there's really a huge opportunity to, number one, as you suggest, show women what is available to them. And then number two, make sure they're in a sustainable frame of mind such that they can manage that money and execute to the best of their abilities to be the newest you.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad that you said that about uh, knowing how to manage it, because a lot of people will finally, you know, get a loan, get a grant, get someone to invest in them. And then they don't know what to do with the money. And it's not all about the funding. It is about mentorship and contacts. And that's really what should and can happen when someone invests in you is that they're not just investing money. And I know you're, you know, this is something that you believe in as much as I do, that when somebody invests in that person, that they also give them mentorship give them contacts you know i know you and i talked about this you're big about that if you invest in somebody you're with them to help them make it and so when people get someone to invest in them it's not just the money it's also the contacts the introductions the experience that they bring to your table and People need to understand that when they're seeking investment, right? That it's about so much more than just the funds.
1: It's not just financial support. We need community support. We need emotional support. We need people in our court, friends, coaches, people that bring a a special synergy to your business. Perhaps you take on a mentor that's been in your industry and is a seasoned veteran of that industry. If you're just starting out and you can benefit from the wisdom of their advice along with their funds, as you suggest, it's, Absolutely. The most supportive way to go. That's how we rise is when there's support under us. And it's not about stepping on other people. It's we rise up because people lift us and they believe in us and they want to see us succeed. What
0: I love about what you do is uh, being a financial literacy coach. I think most people are too embarrassed to talk about their finances, especially if they want to improve them. So what better way than to talk with someone like you, who's a one-on-one coach in this arena with a significant background, as we said, certified You know CPA, you have your Van Your Flame uh, business coaching, you are a controller at a venture capital fund. I mean, you have all this expertise you bring to the table that someone gets to sit down and talk one-on-one with you about where do they begin. And one thing I love that you shared with me is it's never too small. Like you take on a client that's starting from almost ground zero. And that's where a lot of women are starting. And it doesn't matter if they're 30 years old or 60 year old. They need to get started. And having a financial literacy coach is the number one first thing they should do. I, I love that about the work you're doing. Can you give us an example without naming any names of someone that you've helped get started from ground zero and how they've how you've helped build them,
1: you know, build their wealth a little bit? Absolutely. So, what the way I start and the way I work is, I am not a very structured person. I've spent so many years being structured. I'm actually seeking getting away from that. So, I like to keep it free flowing. However, we start out with taking your current financial snapshot you know, it's okay to start exactly where you are today. It's better than starting tomorrow. And where you are now is just as good a place as any to start. And frankly, some of the women that come in, it's not even ground zero, it's, it's triage. It's the emergency room. They're in up to their eyeballs in debt. They can't afford monthly payments. Something is going on that we need to stop the bleeding and address problems. And usually it's because they've let it get to that situation. It's not preventative care checkups, you know, if I was to equate this to a metaphor of health and doctors. So really, when someone comes in, we take a current financial snapshot, we run an assessment of where they are, we look at their balance sheet, their income statement, we work on whether they need any budgets. You know, one person that's worked with me recently, because a lot of this is also money mindset you know, 10% of managing money is actually managing money. 90% of it is managing your emotions. And so for one woman, we did a funeral for the old version of herself with the bad money story. And she got to write her own eulogy about what she does want to be remembered for, for example. This is touching stuff. This changes you from the inside out because you Are the asset and investing in yourself and a better money mindset. I couldn't have said it better myself. It is the place to start for just building confidence in your decision making capabilities, trusting the decisions you're making and what you're doing, and that every day you're taking steps to your financial independence. You know, you do one thing that I think a lot of certified
0: financial. Um, literacy coaches don't do and that is you're also a certified mastermind magic practitioner so that's where you're bringing in what you're saying like the the spiritual mindset of um, combining it with your finances is putting all of that together so that it's um being led from um an inner space that anyone could achieve uh, and, and helping them to psychologically overcome any obstacles they have to creating wealth, like thinking it's a bad thing or thinking that it could never be them. And I like that you give people that hope and that they can start from, you know, behind the eight ball, that they're in debt. Or I know you also work with people who have, achieve some success. Maybe they have 50 or a hundred thousand dollars and you're going to help them build upon that. And so um, there's no downside, I think, to working with somebody who knows so much about the financial world and how to access it than sitting down with someone like yourself one-on-one. There's like no downside to it. (laughs) <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: you're into the choir right now. I totally yeah. agree. And what I love about the mind magic work is, mind magic is a certified body of work from my coach and mentor Tracy Lit, and it is based and rooted in neuroplasticity and neuroscience about being able to identify disempowering beliefs that you might have about money and. For other things around shame, guilt that you're carrying, worthiness, so much of women not investing in themselves is because they don't believe they're worthy. They don't believe that they're worthy of success or worthy of funding or worthy of having their idea change the world of impact. There are so many common human themes that are pervasive that under underroot all of us. And so really getting at those and changing that from the inside out is also going to change how you look at money and how you function in the world, how you human, how you as an entrepreneur or a CEO of your own business, make your impact in the world and fulfill your purpose.
0: So how did you come from that background where they were struggling with financial situation, and you're saying, okay, I don't want that to be me. Is that maybe why you became uh, a certified
1: uh, CPA? It is. It really came down to my parents driving home, you're going to get a job because I didn't want to worry about money. I didn't want to worry about lack and scarcity. You know, I always wanted to be employable and an accountant is is always employable. But then it drove me into this career where I don't know if you know much about public accounting, you know, very often, Folks work long hours, there's no breaks, they don't take them because it comes down to worthiness and self-care goes out the window. A lot of people in public accounting, you know, have alcohol problems because it becomes a coping mechanism. They put on weight, it becomes this downward spiral of, of just self-abuse in a very rigorous man's world type of role and just trying to stay afloat in there can be difficult. And so it led to this epiphany. You know, I lost my mom at the beginning of COVID and we're recording this on February 1st, tomorrow, February 2nd would have been her 70th birthday. And I'm so lucky because number one, I got so much time with her, but number two, she left an unexpected little inheritance that has changed the trajectory of my life. And thank God for COVID as the wake up call that it was because of where, where I was, I wasn't ready for this elevated state of mind. I hadn't done any inner work. You know, I really could not be more grateful for the gift that she left me. And in that regard, that's why I want to share it with so many other women. And, you know, I appreciate you sharing that very personal story because Uh,
0: let's face it, most people will not talk about it, but there are many people um, that, uh, you know, a great majority of people that have some inheritance when their uh, family passes away. And what are they gonna do with that? Are they gonna make the most of it to help invest in making the world a better place uh, as women investing in other women? Uh, I read some article that women are inheriting Uh, trillions of dollars in the coming decades. And what are we going to do about that? It will put women in more positions of influence. Let's encourage them to invest in other women. And not just for the sake of it, but it happens to be that women are a great investment. Uh, It can be a very lucrative opportunity to invest in startups uh, run by women. They tend to do very well. And so There's this whole sector in the investment world that women are not really privy to. It's why men get 98% of the funding, it's mostly white men making the decisions, making all the money in the startups. You know, there's the stock market over here that anybody can play in, but over here, accredited investors can invest in startups, unicorns, that type of thing. And people are making a lot of money in that sector that most people are not privy to, especially women. And so I know you and I are both on a mission to pull back that curtain and let women, who are successful and do have the means to invest in other women, to know that this opportunity exists for them to be angel investors. And I know that's something that we're both very focused on. Um, So what is your, what is one of the women that you invested in without naming any names, what kind of a business have you invested in and how's that going? And
1: tell us about that experience. Absolutely. You know, I've put money in the stock market and my fundamental investing strategy is invest in what you know and where you spend your money. So at the beginning of the pandemic, I bought a Peloton. I invested in Peloton at the height of the pandemic. The market has yet to reward me for that. I don't know if you know much about what's going on with Peloton, but it's basically tanked. And I wasn't finding what I wanted as far as investment opportunities in the stock market. So I started looking, as you mentioned, at some of my female entrepreneur colleagues. One person that I invested in um, actually was working on a certification because she wants to open up a not-for-profit that helps survivors of narcissistic abuse. Great,
0: great. And you know, our She Angels Foundation does similar. We invest uh, funds in female founded nonprofits that are helping women. Uh, we just gave a check last week to uh, um, a one that is helping women of domestic violence. Uh, we've given to some that are helping uh, women that are formerly incarcerated get back on their feet, women veterans. So sheangelsfoundation.org is a membership-based uh, nonprofit where women become a, uh, members. Their uh, donation uh, totally goes 100% to these grants. so it's tax deductible. And then we put on salons where they can come and have drinks and cocktails and entertainment and meet other amazing women. So um, that's that's something that we're doing in that sector to help uh, female founded nonprofits. Then on the other side, She Angel Investors, which you and I have talked about, is how do we find funding for female entrepreneurs, a whole nother world that are working in the for-profit world, and and that's a whole different sector. So if you had any advice uh, for someone starting out as an entrepreneur, um, what would your advice be to a woman that needs funding?
1: Ooh, my advice would be it's really around working to the best of your capabilities and finding complementary skill sets, asking for help. Don't try to do it all yourself. Right. Bring on somebody to help you with fundraising if that's not your forte. Bring on a coach that's going to help with your professional image bring on the help you need to be successful because the most successful CEOs know where their skill set is and where it lies and so often it is not in the, fi- the the business acumen of running a business it's really about the heart and the mission of what the business does and so in that regard that would be my advice because there's a literacy component to this it's a financial literacy coach that I am so literacy is learning to speak the language becoming literate and being a CEO of getting the funding you need. And that means taking steps to ensure your success to do that. That's great advice.
0: You know, uh, And I'm a big believer in you shouldn't try to do everything yourself. Stick with your skill set and bring in people that have the skill sets that you don't so you can do more of what you're good at, right? Um, so if someone's out there and they are thinking they need to improve their financial literacy. They need to improve their situation. They need to be more focused on building
1: wealth. How do people reach you, Diana? Absolutely. So I can be reached. I have a website that I'm in the, the stages of launching. All of this just got built in the week between Christmas and New Year's, and it's already taking off. So I'm working on the back end. I have a website www.fan- your-flame.com, and uh, we can find me on Facebook and Instagram at FanYourFlame LLC. That's a great place to start as I build my my foundations and my ways to get in touch with me to really scale my business and grow. Great, great. Well,
0: I'm glad you're taking all that expertise of having you know run a controller at a VC fund and coming over here and helping women build uh, wealth. Um, and Financial Freedom uh, with Fan Your Flame. I think it's a great name. It's a super thing that you're launching there. And what an opportunity somebody has to work with somebody as smart as you are in that arena. And as evolved as you are. So, you know, uh, if you want to get a hold of Diana, please follow her fan that flame fan your flame on uh, Instagram and Facebook and, and and of course, her website. And of course, you can follow us uh, on Instagram as well. Catherine Gray at invest in her or you can find us on uh, Twitter and link, uh, excuse me, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram for uh, she angel investors Uh, And of course, you can find us both on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is a wonderful source. If you're looking for funding or looking for um, people to uh, help you build your business, LinkedIn is such a great source. Well, Diana, thanks so much for sharing your expertise. We so appreciate it. And everybody, make it a great week. Remember to invest in her. Thank you. Remember, if you're looking to launch a business or grow your business, check out our e-course, Six Ways to Fund Your Business, available at sheangelinvestors.com. theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasik.